0: Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Danny, as per usual and today is a solo podcast. Today I'm going to catch up with you all, talk a little bit about my current goals and some stuff that I and me and Charlie together as the flourishing society have got going on behind the scenes at the moment and just overall catch up, a bit of a chatty podcast so hopefully you enjoy and if you do listen to this and you have any questions off the back of it or you want to chat please don't hesitate to drop me a direct message as always. My DMs are always open and my Instagram is Danny Bosworth. That's D-A-N-N-I-B-O-S-W-O-R-T-H. So please don't ever hesitate to drop me a message. I always answer my direct messages. It's my pleasure to be able to help however I can. And I love chatting to you guys who listen to the podcast. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me. And please do share that you're listening on your Instagram story. If you do enjoy the content on the Female Fitness Podcast and tag me as well. I appreciate it so much because it helps me reach more people so that I can help more people. And interact with more people so please do share it genuinely it means the absolute world so for those of you who don't know i know a lot of you listening to this probably will i was going to be competing in high rocks next weekend with my clients holly and deborah i did high rocks in glasgow with my client holly we competed as a pair um I think it was a couple of months ago now and we both really enjoyed it so off the back of doing that together and us both enjoying it so much we both decided to enter high rocks london holly has entered high rocks london with deborah one of my other clients and they're competing as a team of two and i had entered high rocks london as an individual so i was going to be competing solo and competing as an individual in High Rocks is more challenging than competing as a pair because essentially what High rocks is, is it's an eight kilometre race with an exercise every kilometre and the exercises are a certain distance on the skier, on the row machine. You've got sled push, sled pull, wall balls, burpee broad ball jumps, farmers carry, walking lunges. And when you compete as a pair in high rocks, you split the work on the exercise between each kilometre, between the two of you. So, for example, if you've got a thousand metres on the erg to complete, you split that. So you've got 500 metres each. Whereas when you compete in high rocks as an individual, you have to do all of it yourself. So I would have had to really push myself to be able to complete high rocks and get through it properly in decent time so my goal was to really push myself for that um to be able to complete it and to be able to complete it well in decent time not to compete against anybody else but just to push myself because like i said i enjoyed high rocks with holly so much it was such an incredible atmosphere, really enjoyed just having a bit of a goal to, to work towards. And my training was already very similar to how I had to train for High Rock. So for those of you who don't know, my training is a mixture of sort of hypertrophy and strength work, but also conditioning work. So essentially, I'm training to be fit, healthy, strong and to look good. At the same time, which absolutely is possible for those of you wondering. So, my training style was already very appropriate for High Rocks. So, High Rocks was a very appropriate goal for me at the time and really enjoyed the event. So, I was training for High Rocks London, which is next weekend. And obviously, like I said, to be able to complete that as an individual, I was having to push myself. So, my training volume was increasing I was having to push myself a little bit further and what happened was I didn't come on my period for the first time since I've competed so I missed a period essentially I missed one of my bleeds and this for me obviously it's a bit of a red flag it's a bit of a sign that my body was under a little bit too much stress. Um, And what I could have done in that scenario to try and counteract that was I could have started tracking my food again and made sure to intentionally overfeed and that could have fixed that issue. So what I mean by overfeeding is I could have intentionally made sure that I was consistently eating in a surplus and providing my body with excess fuel like more fuel than it needs and that could have potentially made sure that I wasn't at risk of any menstrual cycle irregularities or the loss of my cycle um because at the moment I don't track my food so I I don't weigh myself. I don't track my food. I'm very at peace with food. I'm very at peace with my body and how it is. Um, I'm very at peace with the sort of condition I'm in from a body composition perspective. And I'm not trying to, like you would overfeed, for example, if you were trying to gain maximal muscle tissue, that isn't my goal at the moment. So I'm not overfeeding. I'm quite happy with where I'm at. I wouldn't mind a bit more glute development, who wouldn't? But I'm happy for that to be at a relatively gradual, quite slow rate whilst I maintain good condition. So there's no need for me to be like overfeeding excessively. So that's why I don't do that. Um, And I don't need to track to make sure I'm doing that. But like I said, with with the fact I didn't come on my period, the options were to either go down the route of intentionally overfeeding, tracking my food again, and to carry on training for high rocks. Or the other option was to pull away from high rocks, remove that stress from my body. Um, And that's the option that I chose because I'm just at a point in my life where obviously I pushed my body to the extreme for so many years through bodybuilding. And during that time for, a large bulk of it I didn't have a regular cycle my hormone health did suffer my overall physical health and psychological health did suffer as a result of me pushing my body to that extreme and I just don't want to do that to my body anymore and so it's not worth the risk for me personally to continue training for something like high rocks or any other fitness goal if that's going to mean that I might potentially be at risk of any negative health effects it's just not worth it for me personally I really value my health and so I don't want to do anything that could potentially sacrifice it and because I'm at this point from a nutrition perspective as well, where I'm so at peace with food and I don't track anymore after years of tracking and I'm quite comfortable with that. And I'm comfortable with providing my body the fuel that it needs and eating in line with its needs um, and not being aggressive with my pursuit of manipulating my body composition anymore. I didn't want to get back into tracking meticulously just for the sake of a fitness goal. Um, and making sure that I was overfeed and I didn't, it's just not what I want in this phase of my life right now. I'm at a point where I much more heavily value freedom and flexibility with food and not having to track everything that I eat every day over achieving a certain fitness goal. It's not to say that I don't have fitness goals because I do. I still want to progress with my fitness levels. I still want to progress with my physique. Like I said, I still want to, for example, grow my glutes. I just don't want to go through aggressive, extreme phases anymore. Um, I would much rather maintain a body composition that I'm happy with year-round within a certain range, given the natural fluctuations that we'll experience throughout life. Um, and I would much rather not track and I'd much rather not have to meticulously monitor my food on a daily basis because the benefits of that for me are huge and that really adds to my life and it gives me so much more brain space to focus on other stuff such as work, such as being there for my clients. So yeah, extreme goals that are potentially something that might sacrifice my health just aren't worth it for me anymore and that's why I pulled out of high rocks after not coming on my period um for the record this was it's been a while since I made this this decision it was last month that I didn't come on my period it has come back I have got my cycle and um, I am you know regular and normal from that front now um and that, I think that's partially why I haven't really spoken about it until now either because I wanted to make sure that I was in a good spot before I spoke about it so I knew where I was at and I could speak about it quite clearly so obviously I've I've come back on my period it is regular after me pulling out of high rocks and therefore reducing my training volume and intensity uh, my period has come back which just for me confirms that it was the right decision to pull out and to be able to reduce my training volume and intensity and remove some stress off of my body in line with that and I'm fine now so yeah I'm really really glad that I did make that decision I'm in a really really good spot now but I just wanted to explain that so that you guys know where I'm at um and hopefully you all understand. And I thought I'd talk about the fact that in the run up to making that decision, I was almost quite worried, especially because I was supposed to be going to London with two of my clients, Deborah and Holly. Um, I was supposed to be competing as well as them as an individual. And I almost felt like I was letting them down to pull out of high rocks. <laughs> but when I told them, they spoke to me about, how they really respected my decision and they admired me for it. So maybe that will resonate with some of you listening to this. If you are, say, for example, you're a competitor right now and you know you need to pull away from competing in this moment to support your health, but you feel like you're going to be letting people down if you pull out of a competition prep or if you pull away from competing for a period of time, it's just a friendly reminder that we all feel that way sometimes if we are deciding not to pursue certain goals anymore but it's not the case and often well or it's always the case that the people who really care for you and the people that genuinely have your back the the people that are really your friends and your loved ones and that really care for you they will support you whatever decisions you make and putting your health first is one of the best decisions you can ever make and it's one of the decisions that people will respect you for the most because it's not the easiest thing to do it's often the hardest thing to do um and if you are someone who is a coach yourself you are setting such an incredible example by putting your health first, if you need to at any point and pulling back from a certain goal, that is you. It's very easy as a coach or personal trainer to think that quote unquote practicing what you preach is setting extreme goals, is being shredded, but actually that's not practicing what you preach because That isn't really what you preach. If you think about what, well, most of you listening to this, you guys who are coaches and personal trainers and talking to a very specific type of coach or personal trainer, what you preach is living life in line with your values, setting goals in line with your values, showing up for yourself on a consistent basis. If one of your values is health, acting in line with that, that is what practicing what you preach looks like it doesn't look like setting extreme goals or getting shredded if those things come with sacrificing your health or if those things come with acting out of alignment with your values so that's something that all of you guys I want you to think about if you are a coach if you're a personal trainer if you're an aspiring coach if you're an aspiring personal trainer I want you to try and think about redefining what practicing what you preach actually is for you as an individual like what actually is it that you preach and what what therefore does putting that into practice look like for you because often we get that wrong and it results in us finding it difficult to make decisions that are right for us when in reality if we redefined what practicing what we preach looked like it would make it easier to make those decisions that are right for us. And like I've just said, even I was guilty in those moments of feeling like I was letting someone down because I was pulling out of an extreme goal when in reality that wasn't the case. So I know how hard it can be sometimes to make those decisions to maybe pull out of a certain goal or to take a step back from it temporarily but sometimes it's it's what's necessary and we have to apply logic to our thoughts things like journaling can be really helpful for that talking to a trusted friend you know I spoke to Charlie about it before I made the decision and just got my words out loud we spoke through it together got a second opinion having people to to talk to about these things is an absolute game changer Don't just bottle these decisions up and keep it to yourself and make sure that you either talk to others or journal, apply logic to your thoughts, work your way through these decisions and do what's right for you. Because ultimately, especially if you're a coach or personal trainer, you can only serve others the best of your ability if you look after yourself anyway. If you let your health take a hit, do you really think that you're going to be able to serve your clients to the best of your ability or provide the best quality of service possible? No, you're not. So think about that when you're making these decisions and when you're setting yourself goals. Do they need to be extreme? Is setting extreme goals actually taken away from your coaching abilities? These are things that you need to question. And something that I wanted to touch on through this podcast where I'm talking about, you know, me experiencing some menstrual cycle irregularities missing a period is that I do seem to be more prone to menstrual cycle irregularities since competing as a result of. So when I do go through periods of higher stress or changes in my routine, such as when I was traveling to Dubai, um, I do seem to be more prone than the average person to experience irregularities, changes in the length of my menstrual cycle as a result of those things. And that's something that I have personally noticed since coming away from pushing my body to the extreme. And it's something that I've also noticed with clients. So that's just some food for thought. So if you are someone who has pushed yourself to the extreme in the past, You might need to be a bit more cautious with the way that you go about your health and fitness journey moving forwards. You might have to put a little bit more emphasis than the average person on things like health recovery and stress management. And your body might not be as resistant to stress. Your body might not be as resilient as the average person's body. So it's just important to bear that in mind when you're setting yourself goals and when you're choosing how you go about them. For example, if you're someone who is prone to irregularities yourself, it might be wise to go about fat loss in a way that is a little bit slower and steadier, as opposed to short and aggressive because of your body being a little bit less resilient so that you can keep stress to a minimum, so that the size of the deficit you're in is not as large, and therefore your energy availability isn't as limited. Energy availability is the amount of energy left over after energy expenditure through training and walking and all of that stuff, general activity throughout the day, It's the energy left over for our bodily functions. And when our energy availability becomes limited, what happens is our body sacrifices menstrual cycle function because it's a very energy expensive process. And it sacrifices that to keep us alive because it views us as not needing that function. And with that comes many negative consequences, um, the kind of consequences that usually occur as a woman goes through the menopause as a result of having low estrogen, because when we have menstrual cycle irregularities or we don't have or we have amenorrhea, we don't have a cycle and um, we do have low estrogen. So we get a lot of negative consequences alongside that. So just some, th- some food for thought, like think if you are like me and you are a little bit more sensitive to stress your body's a bit less resilient, think about how you might go about achieving your goals that is more likely to keep your menstrual cycle function intact. How can you be a little bit kinder to yourself? How can you be a little bit less aggressive? Because if you do that, you'll have more success with achieving your goals. If you can keep your menstrual cycle function intact and if you can keep your overall health intact. So this is just something that I would heavily consider. Um, And if you're struggling with navigating that, having a coach's guidance can be incredibly helpful because it's very easy with yourself to just want to be aggressive. It's very easy to panic about these things. And, you know, for example, if you want to, if you think to yourself, right, I want to achieve that loss. It's very easy to want that right now. To want it quickly and to therefore be aggressive but actually sometimes having a coach to be there to say actually no this is not going to help you achieve that goal to be aggressive given your circumstances and given how temperamental you are to these changes it's going to benefit you to keep your health intact and so let's be less aggressive with this but it's hard to have that objective viewpoint when you're working with yourself so that is something to to bear in mind Um, And since obviously I've made this decision to pull away from high rocks, I wanted to point out that I'm still training hard and I'm still training in a similar style. My goals are still the same in terms of improving my fitness levels, being the healthiest version of myself I possibly can um, and gradually progressing from a physique perspective without pushing the extremes, they're still my goals. Um, but the difference is now I've removed high rocks as a goal I don't have any rush to achieve any goals there's no deadline and so I can be slow and steady with my approach I don't have to ramp up my training volume I can decrease that I can take a step back with that and I can take things at my own pace at a pace that works for me and my body And I can make sure that my menstrual cycle function stays intact. Whereas if I was to be doing high rocks next weekend over this last month, my training volume would have had to continue to increase. My training intensity would have increased and that would not have done me good. It's pulling back on those things that's allowed me to get back to a good place. And I feel a million times better after doing that. So yes my goals are still the same it's just with that the removal of that deadline has allowed me to prioritize my health whilst achieving those goals of getting fitter stronger healthier and making sure that I'm progressing from a body composition perspective over the long term and obviously with the goal of getting healthier to achieve that goal I had to pull out of Hyrux and get my menstrual cycle back anyway. So just thought I would cover that and moving forwards you know I won't be setting any sort of like deadline based goals for the foreseeable but I will still be training hard and I think this is a really important point to make because I think a lot of people do become really reliant upon deadline based goals and don't feel like they're achieving anything if they aren't working towards a certain goals, such as a bodybuilding competition or a photo shoot prep. But what about just showing up for yourself on a daily basis? And what about the positive impacts that come with that? And what about working at your own pace? Because I don't know about you guys, but I want to feel perform and function as the best version of myself every single day, every single week. I want to be able to show up for my clients as the best version of me every day when I come to do their check and responses. I want to produce the best quality work I possibly can every single day. And training consistently, showing up for myself via providing my body with nutrient dense foods, going out for a walk outside each day, getting daylight and fresh air and activity in, doing my cardio. Those things contribute to that. And alongside that, they contribute to my body composition related goals. They contribute to to me maintaining good condition, a body composition that I'm happy with, growing my glutes over the long term. So that for me is a big enough reason without me having to set a deadline based goal to show up for myself. So you can still go through, you can make Yourself and your life, the goal to live the best quality life possible. You don't have to have an extreme deadline based goal that is based on your fitness levels or your body composition in order to do the work and in order to have a goal. Your goal can be to be the best version of yourself for life, it doesn't have to be in the form of a competition. So that's a point I really wanted to hammer home and make because I think. It's something that probably a lot of you struggle with. I know I've worked with a lot of clients that have really struggled after coming away from competing with not having that goal to work towards because they're so programmed to have an extreme goal and they feel a little bit lost without it. But it just takes a little bit of time to actually recognize your your life is the deadline. Like Every single day is the day that you want to show up as the best version of you and you don't need an external deadline-based goal to show up for yourself and to recognize the importance of showing up for yourself on a daily basis on your training on your, your nutrition on your health focused habits the importance of those things outside of them just being a means to get you to a certain deadline There's so much more importance that than that and once you recognize that and you you get to a point where you no longer need these deadlines deadline-based external goals you'll actually see more success over the long term because what commonly happens when we have these extreme deadline-based goals is we achieve a certain end product for this date and then once that date has passed we feel lost and we end up going backwards Whereas actually, if you recognize that you want to be the best version of yourself every single day, and you recognize the benefits of your actions outside of them being just a means to get you to a certain deadline, that's where you make progress for life. So I hope that is some food for thought for you guys. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Female Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you did, please, please share that you're listening on your Instagram story. If you could like, subscribe and leave a comment down below, it would mean the world to me. Please drop me a message if you have any questions whatsoever. If you have any particular topics that you would like me to cover in future episodes or guests that you would like to see on the Female Fitness Podcast, please reach out to me. Have the most wonderful rest of your day, guys, and I will see you all in the next one.